Good evening and, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am absolutely honored to have you on my show. Um, it is a beautiful sunny day today. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is hot, <laughs> but uh, I still love it. Uh, the trees are in full bloom, the shrubs, the plants, the flowers. It is a gorgeous day, and I hope it's a gorgeous day where you are. We want to think positive and be as positive as, as ever, but there are some, uh, you know, dark spots. We're going to talk about them, but we're going to try and understand the currents that form their waves. Atwa, all that lies in between this this huge planet and cosmos of ours, the currents of their waves, the currents that have been swirling for 4.6 billion years. And what have we come to? So, you know, the currents don't stop. We don't stop. But we have to change. We have to assimilate. We have to... Um, we have to heal and we have to reconcile with ourselves, with our ancestors, with our people around us. And we have to understand the status quo in context and not uh, out of context. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. Uh, it is... It is time to look at the whole thing and, and the big picture and not what one side or the other side. Unfortunately, the media doesn't do that for us. The media does everything to to control the narrative, fabricate the narrative and put it where it suits them. And the media has been sensational, sensationally disgusting. Okay, whether it's international media and I'm going to say some local Indian media too, um, the war of words, it's disgusting. How much more do we need? Do we need all of this? We need to think positive, but they don't. They give us what they want us to see. And it's, it's, it's really insulting to our intelligence because now we are a third and fourth generation of educated people and we need, we, we're not going to mudsling against each other. We want to heal. We want to reconcile and we want to take our, our, um, uh, opportunities and we want to take our responsibility take your responsibility if you want equal opportunity you need to take equal responsibility okay it is very important so I was, you know, uh, looking at the international media and how they are slandering the Indian um, subcontinent and the Hindus and the BJP, the Bharatiya Janta Party, which they cannot even pronounce, but they go BJP, BJP. Um, they cannot pronounce, and, and they've been slandering Hindus uh, left, right, and center. They have no idea what Hind is, Al-Hind, the history. They have no idea of the chronology, chronology of events, the, uh, the, the um, nothing. They have nothing. They will not even take responsibility for their crimes upon this land, which they have committed for the last... 2,000 and 3,000 years or more, and it is insulting, but we're going to talk about the whole um, nine yards, and we're going to say, I'm going to talk about this as someone who comes from uh, Abrahamic faith, an ex-Christian, and and here we go. So, uh, one of the 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 sensational news, the fear-mongering that was going on was of Rana Ayub. She was an MSNBC talking to another uh, victimhood um um, journalist, a British journalist working, I think, in, in the United States, uh, Mehdi Hassan, I think his name is. He is of Indian origin. So his father was from India. His father migrated to the United Kingdom and he complained about racism there. And 
of course, he, he, he brought up his son in the same negative attitude, racism, racism, phobia, phobia. His son then, then grew up and became a journalist, and he continued this phobia, phobia of his. And the only reason why he's, he's taken all over the world, because he, is, he, he, he preaches victimhood, and victimhood sells. I, I think everyone knows it, victimhood sells, um, and especially if you're a poor little uh, Islamic uh, Muslim victim it always sells and it's uh, it does a, a good number on people especially gullible so he's gullible he he doesn't understand the the he will stop his stats his his journey only from which suits him or he will start his journey from which suits him he won't understand the currents that form the waves but he's got a great british accent and because he's got a british accent he can go anywhere he's brown skin and he is a perfect fit for the uh, phobic world the islamophobic uh, racist world the racist um, trace of racism everywhere the uh, pontificating world uh, camouflage with uh, uh you know, with victimhood, perfect, perfect thing, and everyone thinks his his British accent uh, is 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 really good. If if he was Indian, the same guy was Indian, he would not get an opportunity anywhere, uh, because of his Indian accent. So it's basically just the accent. And he was a sheer when I first saw him. I thought, wow, this guy is amazing. He speaks well. He is so proficient. And then I listened to what he said, and I'm going, oh God, here's another one. So uh, I will start with him uh, because I saw a, a video of him on 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 um, with with Rana Ayub on um, on on MSNBC and of course Rana Ayub, the the fear mongering uh, journalist that she is, she only talks about the impounding genocide of two hundred and twenty Indi- million Indian Muslims. Oh my God, the genocide is coming. She will not once take her responsibility of what her currents that formed the waves is she all of a sudden she realizes genocide from 2014 but the genocide that has happened on the indian subcontinent for 1300 years in the name of her colonial ancestors she will not say she refuses to say oh oh no it's the past we can't talk about the past why do you stop the past how are you using a muslim name you, you shouldn't be using a, a Muslim name because it's it's the past. It, now you're an Indian. You're no longer Muslim. I'm no longer a Christian. I'm an Indian. We change the labels. We have a new label. Well, how come how come you don't want to change your name, but we have to stop the history? We have to start history where you decide because you do not want to show us your colonial ancestors. You don't want to show us the history. And since currents don't stop, waves will not stop, the currents will form their waves and it will come to get you back, but you cannot take responsibility, yet you want equal opportunity. And all oh, the big bad Hindus, why? They Because they lost power. At the end of the day, it's about power. Is that their group, their uh, relics of their colonial empires, whether through the back door or the front door, will stay on and hang on to power and subjugate everyone else to, to submit to their um, ideological supremacy, because they are the perfect people of the, of the land, and only they know everything, only they control everything. And you've got to be at one point, you know, enough is enough. When are you going to grow up? I mean, she must have gone through serious trauma in her life. I too went to trauma in my childhood, but I decided to do something about it. Use my ability, use my voice, use my 
my education, do the hard work, do look at history and take responsibility in order to get equal opportunity okay i had to offload a lot of baggage and say enough is enough i'm going to reconcile i'm going to heal i'm not going to paint bad pictures dark pictures of the others because there my finger pointing darkness at someone else is a reflection of the darkness in my mind my darkness has to be changed i have to change myself i cannot change someone else but people who are so ignorant and subjugated but pretend that they are so knowledgeable now will go fear-mongering all over the world in the name of they call this democracy for them democracy is about supremacy democracy is about feudalism it's just a scam a democracy today is only a scam to camouflage their their continuous continuous colonization and feudalism that's all they've just changed the label they don't understand that f- democracy is a cycle and everyone will get a turn and whoever if you do well you will get voted into power if you don't you won't get voted into power so for 75 years or 60 of the 75 years the Indian National Congress did not do well and their bots and their vote banks were kept in isolation were kept in, in poverty and they destroyed a country which was doing which was which had some sense of dignity now we had absolutely nothing we went from 333 million to to uh, to 1.4 billion and we still have to see, keep giving them our votes and pandering to them and because after after all they have bought the the islamic and the christian colonizers have bought them over so we have to through the back though we still have to submit to this um abrahamic colonialization and be in total subservience and and keep pandering to them and one day reduce our Vedic civilization to nothing. You think someone's going to do that? You think this is a flat earth? You think would you do that? She's not doing it. She doesn't like it, but someone else has to do it. So it's okay if the foot, the shoes on someone else's foot. She doesn't understand that we are not we are currents and waves. The currents will change and the waves will form. It's you to to surf correctly. So I'm going to go to to this gentleman called Mehdi Hassan, who's of Indian origin, and I first saw him many years ago, and I'm going to just give you an idea of what the mentality of this person is, in order for you to explain, in order to explain his um, fear-mongering point of view. So it was February of 2016, and Barack Obama visited a mosque in Maryland. There he played the Muslim vote bank card, his victimhood card, and promoted his leftist liberal democratic label. His leftist sermon preached a classic victimhood sob story of Western anti-Muslim hate and bigotry. A victimhood sob story that would have been all too familiar to him from his days growing up in Indonesia. All now entrenched in his DNA. Critics noted that Obama took seven years to go up to that podium at the Maryland Mosque and recite his speech. Funny, he found his voice just nine months before the 2016 U.S. presidential elections, camouflaged in the name of Muslim victimhood. It was more like an Obama trying to save his legacy and get his former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton elected. However, the first American president of the United States of America who proudly doubled the debt of his country. He was a democratic leader who left his own political party a parting gift of $27 million of debt. Now, not to mention that many wars uh, American soldiers were part of around the world. He was definitely not going to tell his poor little Muslims uh, why he really was at that mosque in the first place. He was definitely going to use them as fodder for his victimhood. 
vote bank politics. You wonder why the Democrats lost in 2016 to, um, to the Republicans. Vote bank establishment politics and anything to hold on to unaccountable power. Dependence on ignorant victimhood is, is what he spew on them. He used ignorant and, and vulnerable Muslims and politicized their religion, their Bedouin culture to legitimize his political agenda. His victimhood speech was understandingly an absolute hit with the Muslims at the Maryland mosque, so he almost certainly would have got their votes. A few days later, a British journalist of Indian origin working uh, at that point for the Qatar-based Al Jazeera network, if, I'm not, if I recall correctly, um, did a write-up on Obama's mosque adventure published on his company's website. He talked about Obama's speech, how Islamophobia is now a vote winner in the right-wing Republican circles, how harassment of Muslims have surged, Muslim children bullied and mosques vandalized. His long article terminates with, so putting aside some of my own criticisms of Obama's domestic and foreign policies for a moment, uh, let me say on behalf of the Muslim American daughters and headscarf-wearing Muslim American wife who has been verbally abused on the street of this nation's capital, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you for standing up for anti-Muslim bigotry and racial demography. Thank you for challenging the new McCartism that is Islamophobia. Well, you know how another saying goes, the violence on the outside is a ripple effect of the violence in the inside. It's your covens that form the way. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in the streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. It means that the journalist, a Muslim American wife and two daughters have been verbally abused in public, then there's verbal abuse going on inside his home. Maybe he wants to talk about that. How, however, a few years ago, the same journalist who was found on YouTube spewing hate on non-Muslims. The kufr, he said, the disbelievers, the atheists who remain deaf and stubborn to the teachings of Islam, the rational message of the Quran. These are described in the Quran as people of no intelligence. Allah describes them as not of no, as as of people of no morality, not of people. Uh, not as people of no belief, people of no intelligence. So if you don't believe in the Quran, you are of no intelligence and no morality because they are incapable of intellectual effort. It requires to shake off those blind prejudices, to shake off the easy assumptions around the world about the existence of God. In this respect, the Quran describes the atheist as cattle, as cattle of those who grow crops and do not stop and wonder about this world. In another speech, the same journalist, ten, almost 10 years prior, said, we know that keeping the moral high ground is key. Once we lose the moral high ground, we are no different from the rest of the non-Muslims, the rest of the human beings who live their lives as animals, ending any rule to fulfill their desire. It's like the cat calling the kettle black. I mean, seriously. He has no problem calling non-Muslims people of no intelligence, no morality. And he thinks he's going to get, what, caviar and champagne? Really? Did you not know that you're a cymatic frequency? You will only get what you deserve. You will only get what is a mirror image of who you are. Well, you have to, all you have to do is Google cymatic frequencies and you will, you will understand who you are. 
Now, this concept of non-Muslim cattle is actually in the Quran, Surah 7, verse 179. Of course, our Indo-British moderate Muslim boy said that it was taken out of context. You can check out the video for yourself. It's on YouTube. Uh, yet almost a decade later, he was accusing America and her citizens of Islamophobia. So calling non-Muslims uh, all sorts of names, people of no intelligence, people of no morality, people of no belief, people of no in um, uh, anything as cattle is really um, secular and multicultural and a high moral ground. But calling uh, someone returning the favor to you is, is non-Muslim bigotry. I mean, uh, really, um, I, I don't even feel sorry for, uh, sorry for these people anymore. I mean, uh, you know, I, I feel pity for them that they don't understand that your cymatic frequency, uh, you will only get what, you, what your currents are. Uh, Yet almost a decade later, so um, almost a decade later, he's accusing America and her citizens of Islamophobia while saying a big thank you. Sorry, um, while saying a big thank you to the to pretty much the worst president in American history for standing up for his hijab-wearing wife and daughters. Uh, I'm going to have to take that back a little, change that because when I wrote this, it was Obama was the worst president in history. Uh, now it's uh, I think uh, Joe Biden. So he Obama has gone to point place number two, uh, or maybe three because you have George Bush. Well, even George Bush was not as bad as Obama because Obama was worse than George Bush. So I will stick with Obama being in in uh, ranking number two, and we have Joe Biden in rank number one, and you have George Bush, uh, Jr. in rank number. Uh, ranking number three. Uh, may the heavens forbid us if anything happens to them. The but if I was those ladies, his wife and his daughters, I would take a good look inward and introspect as soon as possible. For the record, when you call non-Muslims man or mankind cattle for not submitting to your Bedouin god, you cannot expect apple strudel and champagne in return. You will get the crap at the bottom of the toilet bowl. Just saying, fellas. This, my readers, is a perfect example of duality. On one side, you have a political leader, Obama, who, has, who represents the political establishment, the left, the right, the center, the ecosystem of garbage. He plays the high and mighty righteous leader, discrediting the outlaws of society to promote, promote his version of moral high ground, all the while putting the poor marginalized minorities on a pedestal. On the other hand, you have the media, the print, the electronic, trying to play out the victim card to ensure the same hate and fear-mongering rhetoric. This only to slander and shame the public into believing that they are bigots and racist, ignorant, no intelligence like cattle. All of this to force them into submitting to its multi-million dollar paying ruling class. Also on one side, you have the muscle-waving political class in duality with the media and their journalists spitting fire on every group or individual that legitimize their agenda. Um, they have formulated, uh, sorry, delegitimize de their agenda. Um, they have formulated their own rhetoric for decades to support their paying customers. Okay, that means their lobbies. The Soviet Cold War, and, and of course, in this case, Islam being the shock absorber since the 1979 Iranian Revolution, only to justify their laws. Thus, politicians as well as media who play the anti Islamic game 
since 1979. No one told the real story. Neither were the people allowed to inquire, to investigate for themselves. The electorate had to sing the song or they would be labeled anti-American communist and racist and traitors. Now the agenda of the political class has changed. The cycle has turned with a new generation. But to do that, but to do that, they have to have the guts to admit that what they were doing in the wrong was the past. Do they have any guts to tell the real story of the colonial empire of Islam and the American colonization? Any courage to differentiate between the ideology, the ruling class on the ground? Will they tell their electorate that they faked the narrative only to legitimize their agenda? Now, on the other side of this duality, we have our Indo-British moderate Muslim wonder boy representing the media. A media, whichever the label, who will not tell the truth as to how they have fed a rhetoric of hate and distorted information for decades. Today, they have changed their agenda as their financial backers have changed, but they will not admit their errors. Do you think that people on the ground change so easily? One feeds them rhetoric for decades, and at the snap of a finger, all of a sudden, you expect them to look the other side. However, these groups have no problem calling out the same human capital as racist bigots while pretending to be righteous and holier than thou again. I would really like for these two establishments, the political class and the media, to have the audacity to admit their transgressions instead of finger pointing at others to justify their errors. On the other side of the pawn, you have the Islamic world with their own duality, the political class at one end and the theological class at the other. They have spewed hate on non-Muslims, whites, the Western civilization, and over for 1,400 years now. Kufr, Kufuristan, pigs, cattle, filthy Western civilization, filthy Hindus, um, Mushrik, uh, Najas, uh, besides other negative rhetoric to justify their agenda of keeping their flocks as relics of bygone empires and to legitimize their power-centric agenda. It is spewed over and over again from the pulpits of mosques through their media. It is even institutionalized in primary and secondary Islamic scriptures, that which from its inception was actually an ideology to do the same thing. Legitimize the rational, commercial, and political agendas of the medieval feudal ruling class. This being said, their congregations have been indoctrinated with hate for 1400 years now, but they yet they will not admit their transgressions. Rather, they prefer to point fingers at others to portray themselves as victims of unjust, violent groups of people while they themselves being the only perfect creation of God in the universe. This rhetoric and mentality has carefully has been carefully cultivated, politicized, and maintained over the centuries, only to serve the vested interests and legitimize the establishment across time. Hate and fear are the key to power. It is the currents that form their waves. In the it is the mentality below that controls the label, not the label on the top that controls the mentality. Mentality is a word that one will hear appear in every conversation involving, involving someone from the East, the Middle East, or the Far East. We know that everything involves a mentality. However, no one knows how this mentality works and and we do not know the science behind the human. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is go to the beach and look at the waves. What do you see? You see waves, you see water, you see the ocean, and you see currents. 
you don't really see the currents on the top. The currents are swirling before, okay, and below the ground. So it's the currents that are forming the waves. It's not your waves that are forming the currents. Similarly, you are a current and a wave. Your currents are forming the waves. That means the history of this history and journey that you've taken for the thousands of years are forming the waves. And all that you've been indoctrinated with, all that has happened through the indoctrination, and then you come to the beach and you will crash on the beach with all the garbage that you have uh, taken over the year over the, over the the flow of the water the currents if you and you will see some water falls goes sinks into the sand and some water goes back but the garbage is left now you are that current you are that wave and you also bringing garbage that is indoctrinated into you are you going to throw out the garbage or are you going to take it back into the ocean with you because if you're going to take it back then you will sink and you'll die but if you have the guts to throw it out you will go back into the ocean the water your water will go back into the ocean and form part of a new wave current a new wave and you'll come back to the shore again so that's called reincarnation in in ideological terms okay in in scientific terms it's just cosmic energy we are cosmic cycles and we move as currents and waves uh, and like i've said before in this chapter go on to google uh cymatic frequencies and you will see how it works so um, basically, that's the long and the short of the story. It is absolutely um, insulting that these people have the guts and the, and the courage to, to spew negativity all over the world. Um, but it is what it is. And uh, unfortunately, we have to live with it. But we also need the foundation of how this works. Uh, so um, stand up against these media uh, lobbyists and their finger pointing at you and ask them to look at the three fingers pointing back at them. Uh, we will take a break and we'll come back as soon as possible. Thank you and have yourself a good day.